What's going on, people? Hello, and welcome to the Capable Mindset Podcast. I am your host, Carl Pinnock, and I'm here with my man, Alan O'Gara. What's going on, Al? How's it going, people? How's it going? All good, all good. Right. I just want to say, before we do go into this, I think what I think is going to be a wicked podcast, I just want to apologise to everybody for me leaving them alone with Alan last week. It wasn't um, that bad. About, however, <laughs> however, no, wait, let me finish. I want to apologise for it. However, I feel like he did, it was it was pretty awesome, actually, it, it, um, on his own there. So you might get more of that. It's nice to be able to leave somebody else at the wheel. It's, it, I've, got, I've, got, I've got the ratings covered, sir. Yeah, and that was fantastic. No, it was a wicked, it was a wicked podcast, but no, thanks for I that. Really it was fantastic. It. I, really, I did enjoy it. All right. So um, today, guys, um, we are joined with um, the, the one and only fantastic Eric Bedell. And what I'm going to say is, I think Eric Eric reached out to me a few it was a few months back, wasn't it? I think, yeah. and um, yeah, it's been, yeah, it was about it's about a few months back, and uh, we got talking, and we we talked about I think one of the what the main word that we kind of touched on was vulnerability, um, mm. and how kind of vast that is in so many different areas. One of the things that kind of meant a lot to me was uh, we were talking about a lot of um, issues that men go through, um, and, and and especially with vulnerability. Uh, which is why, I, and, and through that conversation we had, which is why I really wanted to have you on the show, man. And um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to shut up talking and I'm going to let you introduce yourself and kind of tell tell the people what, what it is that you do. All right. I mean, I appreciate that. I mean, number one, first and foremost, I just appreciate being here. Uh, glad to be doing this with you guys. It's a pleasure. Um and I share a very similar experience to you and I connecting. I was like, I mean, I, I reached out because of the way you approach both of you approach this podcast. Um, it just felt, yeah, a hundred percent. It just resonated with like the work that I do and the way I, the philosophies that I carry into my coaching practice. And uh, so it's just a pleasure to be here and who knows what we'll get to, but vulnerability does feel like a, a central, a central piece of this. Um, but yeah, I mean, all right, let's see. Introduce myself. That's always such a tough one. But I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll, <laughs> we've been talking for about half an hour with real yeah. deep stuff. And I ask you to introduce that is really hard. I'll take it. That's a hard Yeah. But the surface yeah. level stuff, now that's difficult. Yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, in all real in all reality, that is that has become harder for me. Like yeah. I think about this, like I le- I get out of a coaching session where my client says like, you know, we, he, he's particularly interested in mycology, which is like, like the, 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 the life cycle, the growth of mushrooms. Like he's really mm-hmm. into that. And oh, we use, <laughs> oh yeah, it, it definitely, it, it crosses into that world for sure. And he just like, you know, we spend 60 minutes talking about, you know, how can we use his knowledge of mycology and how mushrooms grow in their life cycle as a, as a framework for how he can approach difficult things in his life. And when he gets hung up, like, how can he, like, that's the deep shit that I'm talking about with clients. It sounds, it might sound silly, but for this person, it was like, this is, this is a vehicle 
that I can use. Wow. I have all these tools and I have this, like this, this framework that I know and love so deeply already. Why can't I just replicate this and transpose it to other parts of my life? So when we go like back to surface level stuff of like, who are you? What do you do in casual conversation with people? I'm like, shit, I don't know how to answer that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) <laughs> I, I but can, on a metaphysical maybe, level i can great i can definitely give yeah yeah answer. right <laughs> yeah if you were like eric tell us metaphysically what you are i'd be like let's go let's. <laughs> that's it though i don't know man that, that's well let's start raised, with, oh, yeah. sorry, go, i was gonna say let's start no, where are you from <laughs> yeah we, we were, we're on we're on the same wavelength right? i i'm born and raised in new york i currently live in brooklyn i grew up in long island um I lived upstate, central New York. I've only ever uh, had a residence in New York State somewhere, uh, but I've traveled a lot. I've I've, uh, I've played music. I've toured as a, mu- a touring drummer in, uh, in like a punk, uh, originally like a punk band, became like kind of, kind of an American rock thing. So I've bounced around to a lot of places. Uh, been over to your side of the pond only as a result of playing music, which is kind of wild to me. I've never been there outside of playing music, which is pretty, pretty crazy to think about. Um, I found my way into coaching work, uh, as, as I I like to think of it now as like this accumulation or, uh, at this point, I don't know where it'll take me, but at this point I could say it's a culmination of all of the stuff that's happened to me in my life, all my experiences, all my difficulties, all my challenges, all my successes, all my learnings, um, all of that has put me into this place now as a coach. I've been operating as a professional holistic personal development coach for uh, running my own business for uh, just under three years, but I've been practicing as a coach for a bit longer. I've been a, uh, a personal trainer for about 15 years now. Uh, and I know Alan, you, we were chatting like right before we got started and we're talking about like holistic, I think that's where I really started to think about it. My background is in psychology. Um, but I really, when I started approaching coaching, I couldn't separate the personal training part. It was almost impossible to me because of, right. Like, because because for me, the personal training part is a really big part of my story Mm. and part of my, the, not just my story, but like my, 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 my self growth journey. Uh, like right. discovering so when you say personal training, you mean like as in uh, fitness training, right? Correct, yeah, yeah. So, you, you, so had I, a, you started off, um, maybe not in the, the best of shape or body, and you've, you've mm. transitioned and journeyed through. Is that what you're, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, that's a okay. that's a good way to pick it apart. I mean, it's just it's yeah, the brief, the brief background on that, yeah. um, is like. Uh, I was a pretty overweight kid. I struggled Me with. Me too. Yeah. 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 So here uh, we, we can. Present, still here. Um... <laughs> no, still on the journey. Oh, yeah. Still on the journey. Still on the journey. I had my journey back and forth, my man. But that's for another podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this maybe... one. Who knows? Maybe I, this one. I was going to say, why shy away? Like, maybe it's part of it. Because it's, uh, I mean, especially, especially, I think, you know, health and wellness and weight. And those are, those are a very big aspect of, I think, part of this thing we were chatting about a little bit about men's vulnerability because, um, Mm -hmm. and, and 
maybe I'll step back first and I'll just say like, it's really hard to know what health is for, for men, for people, for people in general, because mm, yeah. we're so inundated by external resources and stimuli and like, you know, marketing and um, companies selling products. And, you know, this doctor says this, this one says this. And, um, and then there's this whole, especially for men, there's this whole sort of a rigid backbone of like, well, how does that then fit into this package of masculinity that I'm supposed to embody? Yeah. Um, and so it makes sense that we'd all like what, you know, three of us were raising our hands going like, yeah, we have like these weight things mm. like these have been because how could it not be a challenge? It's, it's, uh, it's a very, uh, it's a very visceral thing that we can all like, everyone has experienced something that has to do with their physical body, like yeah. going through these like weight, uh, challenges struggles well, i wonder if it's almost like um is this a society thing that's actually looking and, and imposing this pressure on us such that mm. immediately we feel we have to fit into this this template or this mold to feel accepted because i mean i suppose as, as men we're not really as um i wouldn't say not accepted but um we have to <laughs> there's a there's a very stereotypical part about who we should be before we're even that person and, and to, mm. to fulfill and, and to fit into this mold you know you're born and you are man you you must well that's you must just, just yeah man. man up you must just do this you, you have, have to embody that envision that vision of man isn't it sorry yeah. to, sorry to cut you right. no no it's exactly right mate. and it's it's everything about being that and it starts it does. It starts with our, I suppose, the most visual part, which is our, you know, the, the bodies, physical you know, appearance. For well, the simple fact that I, I didn't want to come on the podcast, even though it is a podcast, I haven't had a haircut yet, so I, I didn't I was really. I'm going to pick you up on that, to be honest. Yeah, but... I know. See, this is the judgment is there already. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, this is it. It's, uh, we, we are always kind of concerned about our appearances. I suppose uh, women yeah. have the same thing as well, but you know, uh, it's. Um, not sure. We're not supposed but... to. We're not supposed to. That's exactly yeah. it. We're That's not supposed the thing. to mm. talk about it. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. We're not supposed to. However, it's like with the weight thing, as we just touched on the weight thing, is that it's never, you know, all of those those diet fads and everything else are always aimed towards towards women. Um, we're not supposed to. We're not supposed to be worried about those things. We, we're just, you know, we're men. We don't worry about weight. We don't worry about, we do, we do, you know, we, do, we just get on with it and and, yes, and, yeah. and and man up, as you said. We don't, we don't sit there and go, oh my God, my jeans are so tight. I need to really lose some weight here. We don't talk to our friends about those sort of things. No. You know, we don't have those conversations. I mean, we are now a little bit more now, but I mean. Well, that's, I think that's because of Instagram <laughs> like, and having <laughs> to have a, uh, you know, some sort of washboard bod before you, you know, so you can portray your supposed best life for everybody else. But again, it comes, it's, it's, it's all falsehood, isn't it? And well, yeah, media fads, that's it. Because apparently at this moment in time, my bod is the bod at the moment, the bad bod. The dad yeah. bod. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's the one that's got accepted on many more beaches at the moment. Yeah, the okay, not mine, mate. I promise you that. <laughs> you will not be seeing that. But this this is it. This is, um, whilst, you know, we, we can laugh and joke about it, I feel like we, we're kind of, all kind of comfortable within it to a degree 
there are some people who who kind of aren't. And because we don't, as men, we don't talk about those things those when they are painful things, it can it can bring about like it brings about a lot of stress, a lot of pain, a lot of difficulty because we don't have those that room to express as much as say like if you, if, a, if a woman wanted to, you know, she'll go to a friend and I'll go to a friend, go to, to, a friend to get that support that. to get that sort yeah. of support, you know. Whereas we don't really get that, we don't talk about it anyway. We don't mm-hmm. ever talk about it. Is that is that something you find you come across a lot, Eric? Yeah, I mean, there's a million things that you guys. Like like you said, we're joking about it, and we're mm-hmm. rattling off so many layers to this that the things that I was like, oh oh, this is this is important. Oh, this is important. Yeah, I mean, the first thing that I, if I could go back just for a second, yeah, like it makes sense that the physical is one of the first elements that we judge ourselves upon. You know, mm-hmm. our bodies is because, like, you know, physiologically, we're built. You know, we 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 pop out into this world, and we have these amazing neurons like mirror neurons that are that are their sole purpose is to is to replicate what we see around ourselves because that's how we learn how to exist Mm and so it makes sense that physical appearance judgments are so ingrained in us um like that is how we interpret the world at such a young developmental age and so i think i i have like a little grace or i have appreciation for that and so i think like okay it's not inherently bad that we judge our world because that's a part of how we've figured ourselves out. But the part two of this that we, we were just talking about is you guys said the word like, you know, how we should be as men. Mm. We're not supposed to mm. talk about X, Y, Z as men, our bodies, our emotions or whatever. Yeah. And something that's really important there is, and I have a, I have a, it's a, it's a balancing act. It's a blending of learning how to navigate ourselves through the world while also understanding there is a contract we sign up for as being a human that we are part of a collective we are part of a social unit Mm -hmm. and so it's like blending this like i when i was younger i was very i was very angry with the fact that i had to i felt i would had to measure up to a social belief of what a man should be should look like should act etc but I now have a little more respect for that because I understand that there is a collective agreement that happens in order for us to, and, and sometimes we can get it wrong or we can, or, or the better way to think about it is like, we can do, we can maybe make it better. And so like, I have some respect for the fact that like, there is a, there, the things that we should and shouldn't be the, the types of men that we are supposed to be, um, Part of that is actually good because it allows us to have, we, we all can come to the table having some sort of like framework, yeah. but, but, but how do we take that and, and use it in an empowering way? How do we put it into our advantage, uh, to our advantage and say, if enough men have these conversations, mm. right? And I'll use like Malcolm Gladwell and the tipping point. What's the tipping point? where now the collective belief is that men should be able to communicate their emotions and men mm. should be able to um, aim for health, but not based off physical marketing, but what's really going to allow them to have the best quality of life and be here for the longest period of time. Like I, that's part of my mission in coaching is like, 
I want to be a part of this wave that I feel happening, moving towards the tipping point where the collective shoulds and supposed to be's of men. Now we go, you know what? We can hack that. We can build the new collective belief structure of what men should and shouldn't be in a way that serves everybody better. Yeah. It's quite a flexible framework to be, uh, to be sort of adaptive to, to all, but yeah, I think the idea of a, um, I guess a reconstructed, um, uh, I suppose, scripture of, of yeah, what we're what we're aiming at would be, would be healthy, like not just mm. <laughs> physically but mentally for for everyone to to utilize. Yeah, that that right there is the thing. Because whilst you know we're, we're talking about physically, it's yeah. the uh, it's the mental. Thing that, that I get to see uh, a, a lot of um, and how difficult it is for and how how long men will wait before they actually take the time to ever express anything that's going on with them on an emotional or mental level because mm-hmm. again of this this thing that's ingrained in us is that we're supposed to just man up and deal with it we're not supposed to feel tearful uh, low or anything you just get on with it um, which is uh, you know I, when, when working um with uh, young adults, um, I sat with a lot of um, a lot of young young boys who, not necessarily, they weren't all in gangs, but were kind of in that um, dealing with that sort of that sort of life. And hearing them, you know, talk about yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's hard because you know wherever you go, you kind of just got to be on your guard and be on. I'm like, mate, like that's anxiety, bro. <laughs> like, mm, well, yeah. that's 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 anxiety. You literally have anxiety. You're you're dealing with anxiety. You're anxious to be out in public, you know, because you're worried of wherever it is that you go. You call it being on guard and on and on point, but no, you're 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 anxious, you're constantly anxious, and it's how exhausting. Is that so? Everywhere you go, oh, you, you're you're totally you're draining, mentally yeah, draining. Yes, just mentally draining. And how you know when you get into what you know when you do finally find a space where you feel that little bit safe, and you know you kind of let go for a bit. That's got to be like so difficult, you know, to to because mm-hmm. then it's at that point when you let go is where you realize the burden you've been carrying. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's like I you know this is why I feel like we have so so much male suicide. I think because... on the vulnerability side, we we don't. I, I think there's a lot that we're scared as as a species of males mm. to be vulnerable for the reasons of getting shamed and you know um, and, and told that it's, it's it's not right and in not being able to open up, you feel that you you, you can't. And actually, it's because we, we can't even do it, or we don't even naturally do it within our closest social networks, because we don't feel safe. Because that's that's the most important in that little environment. To, the need to feel safe to be vulnerable. Exactly that, and you need to feel that actually, if I'm going to open up to you, that you're not going to use it against me yeah. at some point. And you know, it's it's one of those difficulties. I've had it in the past where yeah, so you know, I've even I've opened up even to a. a partner in the past and had it kind of used against me you know you know some of my deepest darkest uh inner worlds you know and I've unleashed those and and actually you know it wasn't mm. 
face done in spite, but you, you, you don't, you hope that somebody, you give something of yourself, because that's what you're doing, you're giving your trust, hope that they'll hold on to it and actually protect it as much as you would. And that fear and that reality just doesn't exist much out there. So guys just don't do it. I've got, a, I've got a question in that area. I don't know if you can you know, help with that because, well, there's, there's, we're sitting here, we're talking about what men should be and everything else. And whilst we're saying that about ourselves, there's also that understanding from, you know, from, from others and from, from females as well is that we don't have feelings, <laughs> you know? So yeah. when, when we do give that, when we do say those things and they used, you know, it's, if it is used against you, it's based on the fact that they don't, I'm assuming, um, let me just say that first yeah. off, that that comes from a position where, you know, you, you're tough. You're, you yeah. can handle it. You can take it. it. So it's that, I mean, whilst it is, it's a horrible thing to do to anybody, but it's almost like when you play fighting, you know, you, 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 you kind of let your partner hit, hit you a little bit harder than you would obviously hit them, but it still bloody yeah. hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it still hurts. <laughs> Yeah. Those rib shots aren't nice, you know. It but still it's like hurts. it still hurts. But it's like, is it kind of because of what the society literally says that we're supposed to be? They're almost treating us in the way that they believe they're we're supposed to be treated. So well, there's a, there's there's that stigma that also needs to be. Well, there's so much irony in that statement, isn't it? It's like, okay, well, I'll give you this. I'll let you beat me up with it, but you should be okay with it because you're a man. So well, this is it, and it's like, but you're being, but you're wanted. You, you know, you're also asked to be, you know, to open up, but yet you, yeah. we, we we just don't feel safe. So there's as 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 you mentioned before, there's a lot to unpack from that on its own. Take it away, Eric. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's like fix uh, it. Okay, where yeah, where do we go here? Um, <sighs> The first thing that I'm thinking about is that it, it, it for 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 both mm. for 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 all people mm. there is there is an equal not an equal that's I don't I'm I'm going to come back here there's a balancing or I like to use the word blending instead of balancing mm. um, because balancing to me typically I get a visual of an even balance. And if mm. you're going, if, if everything's in balance, you're staying still, mm. you're not moving, yeah. you're not moving in the direction you want to go. And so I, I think about it and I talk to clients about this a lot, like what can you blend in so that you can move in the direction you want while not going to extremes? Mm. How can you maintain some of this other end of whatever that you're after? How can you, right? You're going, you want to work hard and you're after this particular project goal. Okay, great. How can you not lose sight of the other things that are important to you uh, in pursuit of that? And how can you blend that in, right? Like when people talk about work, work-life balance, uh, that I, to me, uh, that's bullshit because there, there is no balance that can be made because then everything is neutral. Everything stays exactly where it is with balance. So it's how do we blend in according to what the goal is at the time? And how do we yeah. learn... How do we learn to navigate that? But that's like a side note to what I was just thinking about because I think all of us have a responsibility to ourselves to get in touch with what this soul's purpose is. And I don't mean like in a, in like you have a one, you have like a one track mission as a soul. I mean, like, you know, what, like, who are you really? What drives you? 
What are you afraid of? What are you avoiding? You know, get in touch with that. That's your, that's a responsibility that we each Mm -hmm. have. And then we also have a responsibility to others because right. Like, I don't know, like somebody, somebody is like making these lights work in my apartment. Mm -hmm. Somebody's like, I, we, we, we engage in this like relationship in society. And so there's a responsibility to self and a responsibility to others. And we have to learn how to blend those, navigate Mm -hmm. those together. And so I think what I wanted to say with this is just part of that responsibility is like, and and this is, I'm just thinking a lot of times I, again, I'll go back to this thing. I used to be angry and say like, you know, I can't believe like society says X, Y, Z that men have to be this, this. um, And, you know, it's because of marketing and media and programming and conditioning. And we're told this. Yeah. But you know what? That's true. And also it's our responsibility. If you want that narrative to change, we change it. It's yeah. our responsibility because how one, how, right. How you show up in your life is how you show up and how you show up for yourself is how you show up. From mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so like we have a responsibility. If you want to change that narrative, we have to do it in our, in our lives, in our example, uh, be, to be an example of what that looks like. And so that's, that's one thing that I wanted to throw out there, but there's another there's another thing that I wanted to point out. If it's cool, if I could jump to this one real yeah. quick. Yeah. <laughs> so we can work our way back. <laughs> yeah. Um, or not, whatever. We work our way wherever we want to go, I guess. Exactly. Here. Like, um, but Alan, you were saying like, you know, uh, or actually both of you said it in different ways. of like, well, you're a man. You should be able to deal with this mm. or something. Right. And I think, I think it would be wrong of us to say that uh, we shouldn't be able to deal with it. Again, that blend I think has to come back in where we need to be able to, to, to be in touch with ourselves to know when we should be able to deal with something and when we should be able to trust someone and be vulnerable. And, and I think that's a very long process to start to do that. But that is where like the true experience of living comes in is not going like there's a one size fits all answer. Like, mm. oh, I need to just be open and honest with everybody. It's like, nah, dude, yeah. like no one wants to hear that you didn't shower this week. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you don't have to be vulnerable just for the sake of being it's and, and Alan, like you're, you were saying, you know, you shared some things with a partner uh, because you thought you could trust that. And it ended up coming back, you mm, know, yeah. afterwards. Um, you know, that's about, it's about building the trust with yourself and in your relationship. So you can know when to deploy vulnerability. Yes, and, me, that's right? exactly, it was a, um, I suppose I, I felt I'd gone along on a, um, got to a point where actually, yes, I felt safe and secure and it was almost like getting sideswiped. So I was, mm. <laughs> when it did come back, because I'm like, I thought I did everything right in the book. You know, I, I, mm, I yeah. met you, you know, we, we, there was time, it was, uh, you know, we, we built trust. I, and I just, I didn't think it, there was a person was capable of doing so. But, you know, and all of a sudden, it mm. immediately made me want to go, as it would, shrink right back in. I'm yeah. never doing that again. No one's I, hearing that from me again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right, right. But yeah, which is, that's a lot yeah and the flip side now it's no okay i'm a bit more sort of open to to doing so um Mm -hmm. and more more for the fact of actually i'm okay with 
those vulnerabilities and it was was Mm -hmm. me coming back to myself which actually released that anxiety and opened that bubble for myself so okay you know before it was something it was this big thing but actually for me now actually seeking it within myself and addressing those things actually was the key to unlock <laughs> making mm. that this <laughs> what seemed like a beach ball you know into a small tennis ball of of, of issues and actually have very little importance so yeah like that kind of itself is is massively uh massively important like i hear looking back on it you're like oh that okay that it, i shrunk the size of the ball down like it actually wasn't that that crazy mm. now because you've grown through it and you've learned what you're capable of in sharing things the, the the here's the thing i wanted to ask though is prior to sharing that vulnerability yeah how vulnerable were you with that partner with other smaller things prior to that so again it was very much a, a, a tiptoe approach dropping mm. little sort of breadcrumbs along a trail of you can have this how do you deal with that because that's my mindset you know, i'm very much a sort of a, a tester i'm not just gonna unleash and unload everything with a big you know truck or something like start backing it up with a vulnerability but you know there's a few sort of a few signals signs and breadcrumbs that let me know or gave me mm. the confidence to actually think okay yes this is someone i would i would like to continue to share the next level with mm-hmm. and it was um and, and that, that, that was the part was like oh, well actually <laughs> you know what's amazing is there was no failure in that whole experience. And I know you experienced, yeah. right. Yeah, you, yeah, feel, yeah. You, you felt pain. You felt, and you were um, like, Oh shit, I'm going to shrink back down. But you actually, you, the success is that you were vulnerable. You're yeah. not, you're not in control of how it's received. No. Yeah. Yeah. But you get to decide, Ooh, I'm going to trust myself it. here yeah. and share this. And I'm doing my best judgment and you know, I'm I'm balancing my my logic and my emotions, and I'm and I'm ready to share this thing. Boom, that's the win. You mm. can't control how it's received. You can you can you can do your best to build that trust, but like I'm hearing that, and I'm like, damn, that's huge. Um, to have yeah, gone no, through that, it's um, but it's it's definitely the um the going. It it's a practice of anything. Like the, the the fear is in fear is just like the unpracticed. <laughs> the more you practice something, the less fearful you become of doing it. And so, you know, and I think this is why there's such a big fear around the vulnerabilities, because we don't practice yes. it. Yes. The more and more, you know, we do it in, in smaller chunks with with um with other subjects and um yeah, but more frequency, actually it does start to feel more natural and the fear um and uh yeah the, the the shock of potential is is dissipating so i think it's it's, it's great and this is what we need to encourage actually practice <laughs> but it is <laughs> it's scary man it is it, it is scary because it it's, it's there's times where you can you feel because what one of the things i just i was just listening to you speak and talking about that fear it really took me back to um when I was when I first started like doing my uh, counselling training, and um, at the beginning of every session, every every lesson we were doing, uh, the teacher would say like, "Look, guys, just remember to take care of yourselves." And I had no idea what that meant. I didn't know what she meant in the first couple of um, sessions. Mm. 
And then I remember kind of we, we would do our triage triages and you know one person would be the client and the other kind as you as you go around. And I remember I was disclosing a lot, I was talking about my sister um who took passed away um um before well I think it's cut like a year before and I was confident because I'd spoken to so many people about it before and I, we were talking we were talking and it was like it was like halfway through I suddenly just did not feel safe at all I just it was it was it's such a weird the only way I can describe it is like if you're you're not the strongest of swimmers but you're swimming in the sea and suddenly yeah. you realise you're a little bit further out than you feel comfortable with. <laughs> There's no edge. There's yeah. no edge. <laughs> you, and, and you're like, oh, like, I'm out here on my own. Mm. Like, I, I don't feel like these people are going to take care of me. I don't feel... Mm. And it was like trying to then bring myself... I nearly walked out of the, the session because I thought, I really don't feel safe. And, you know, just, just having that little moment there, just kind of thinking how that must be for some people who can't, who, who, who have that all the time and just in no space. Because I did feel fine. There was enough I, I had going on there. And then suddenly I disclosed I disclosed certain things. I was like, I, I don't, now I don't feel safe. And now I feel quite alone. Mm. And they, they had done nothing to, to, to bring that about. It was just, mm. I kind of realized I don't feel safe now. And it was, it was, it was a really strange feeling for me. So you know, it's just just you speaking about fear just kind of makes that. Imagine that that intensified for for people who just can't feel, don't feel like they can speak about those things at all. You, you know, um, while also like really just being able to hold some some space for for you sharing that and like mm. knowing that going through that is uncomfortable. Part of, part of I think what needs to what we need as again, as a collective to bring back into the scope of not possibility, but requirement is that um, we need to do things that make us uncomfortable and make us afraid regularly mm. to build up the muscle yeah. <laughs> to do that with, and, and be able to trust yourself that no, there's experiences that are going to arise mm that you may get right. You find yourself, you're the furthest fish out of the, mm. at, like, you're no, you're not with the school. Mm. Um, and over time you realize like, Oh, actually there's so much cool stuff that I can do because in this moment I'm not with the school mm. and I can, Oh, and when you do, you, you keep, you test, you test the edges, you te- oh, go a little past the edges. It gets uncomfortable. You go a little further and you're like, you keep doing that until you're like, you get out of the school and you're so boldly swimming out of the school that the rest of the school's like, oh shit, we gotta follow that fish. Like that <laughs> like fish Nemo, is doing like, like Nemo when he touched the butt. <laughs> <laughs> I like we should just talk the rest of the time about Nemo. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, so how how do you how do you do that? Because I mean it's 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 okay for, I feel like it's okay. And I'm, I'm asking this question for listeners more than anything else. It's, yeah. it's okay for us to sit here. Um, and explain moments that we did have, you know, sure. but, and you're saying, you know, it's, it's, it's important for us to kind of, how do you do that? And how do you do that safely? Well, I think that's the key word is I would challenge. And I, and I think it's a little controversial at this, at this juncture in, in time, but like, I don't think it should be safely. I, I think, I think if, if everything is predicated on safety, there is no growth and we don't test what we're capable of. And so 
nothing conditions will never be ideal we what we have to do is create the best possible situation for ourselves i think and then and then trust in ourselves through repeated action that we can we can make it through any experience mm. and right like as practically speaking right like how how do you do that um when you have a feeling like when 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 you feel like a like a like anyone listening right like you have a friend that you feel like is doing something that's really making you uncomfortable you have a friend that's doing something that you really feel like is not a, what a friend should do mm. the longer you hold on to that fear and you don't voice what's going on that dragon gets huge and it erupts and we that's that's a missed opportunity to build that practice muscle of exploring mm. what it feels like to speak a voice so like you know but when your friend first does something like oh that was kind of that's kind of mm. weird like me can, i can that kind of made me feel a little weird can we talk about that mm. it doesn't you know at that moment it doesn't have to be it's like we were saying alan said the thing before again i'll come back to it like you know out of nowhere where a man says like oh i feel like this and it's like whoa what the hell you should mm. be feeling yeah. like this you never talk about this before mm. yeah that's how unless we change the narrative and we start from from very from a very young age, we start encouraging men to to practice testing the limits, to practice testing the limits, and not in terms of like brute strength limits. I mean, in terms of like emotional resilience limits, hmm. trust. Um, I don't know. I, I think if you could, there's there's so many things that you could practice with. They don't have to be of a magnitude that are you know absolute bombshells you know you've kind of yeah. got within but i <laughs> yeah, think obviously. awareness for me is, is is massive like look at it if we're actually aware that this is something that we we should be doing or, or trying to work on then actually finding opportunity finding opportunities to to use it and, and to to do so to actually yes yeah, so as soon as you get that that inkling of a feeling that something has crept in that someone's said like don't don't hold on to this one or just let it go just and you can ask in a you know in a sensitive way or you know a sense you know re respond with a you know in a uh, yeah, in a sensitive um, term or query back. But I've got this analogy of like my head of um, like holding on to things. Then you know it's like how heavy is a glass of water? Mm -hmm. And you know if, if you hold it up, you, know, like you hold it for a second, it's it's not that heavy, but you it for an hour it's going to start to feel heavy mm. imagine holding that cup of water for a day mm -hmm. then, like it's going to be even heavier mm. so mm. you know <laughs> what are you going to do like put the drink down like as soon as you get the mm. opportunity to do Take so care of that yeah <laughs> can i can I, I just have a thought if i could throw it on that i think yeah. is equally important here no yeah no one to put the glass down yeah but also recognize that if you held that glass for longer than you need to give yourself a pat on the back because you're also strong. There's a strength and there's a resilience in that too. Um, and so I think like, right. I think the biggest practice is just becoming as in touch with ourselves as possible, practicing mm -hmm. honesty with ourselves, like ruthless honesty. Um, like, 
is this right? If the glass of water is like a comment you need to voice to somebody, mm. is this comment, how important is this comment? Like put it through your screen and get honest with yourself. Like, do I need to share this? Maybe I don't. If I don't need to share it, ah, put the glass down or whatever, mm. or, or or whatever. Maybe sharing it is putting the glass down. If we're, I'm trying to think of the analogy in the right way. But, yeah. Right, yeah, right. Like, or like somewhere not, we put this glass down. Yeah. <laughs> maybe there's a better solution here like drink the glass man maybe you're thirsty <laughs> but, but no, I, yeah you, yeah you know you're absolutely right it is it, there is a resilience and kind of because with with what you're saying well what, what i'm understanding what you're saying because sometimes it just as you said just you don't have to kind of blur everything out it's about knowing mm. when and how how to manage it yeah um and just kind of from that because as I, as i mentioned before all of us are kind of at that point where we're confident and comfortable with being vulnerable, mm. I wanted to ask kind of each of you, um, can you remember the first time where you felt it was, when you had that moment of being vulnerable and, you know, felt okay with it, that first moment to say, you know, it is actually okay to do this. It is okay to feel this way. Can any of you, can any of you? Uh, my, my, my first time, um, was was actually when I was actually having um, some some therapy myself, and actually speaking to a to a stranger for the first time, and we, I suppose after having our I think it was our second session um, together, where you know I'd been talking about aspects like anything and everything that was on my mind that I'd been keeping bottled in like my. My uh, my superpower is I'm a great listener. I, I just that's all I do. I just listen, and I and I typically don't say things. So people always come to me with everything, but nothing usually leaves. I'm like a black hole in that sense. I go past my event horizon, and nothing's coming out. And um, but in in speaking with um, my therapist on like the, the second session for me, that was I actually remember looking forward to the call. The first time I was very apprehensive about having to speak to someone about my life and my insecurities and what's going on with me and my mind. But having that second call was a definite, wow, this person really just wants to hear me. And actually there's, I, there's I've got zero fear of anything coming back. So, so that for me would then led, I suppose any time thereafter as, it was okay to kind of to, to be able to talk and be vulnerable because there are there are circumstances in which it was okay, mm. but it's it, it's, take, it's taken years to, to practice it <laughs> to mm. um, to get mm. I suppose more fluent with it, um, and then yes, yeah, having knockbacks on the way kind of uh, resets things a little bit. But yeah, it's I think it's like I say, it's an awareness to be able to to practice at every opportunity. Is one mm. of those ones. Eric, you've got something you want to share, you can share on that? You know, um, I mean, if I'm listening to your story and I, I, that experience, I think is probably something a lot of people, I, I imagine probably the first time they really do experience that, that like, okay, I can let this thing out. Isn't a therapy session, right? Yeah. Because mm. it, there's a, there's an understanding that when you step into that, like, that's what this is for. Yeah, you know? it's a safe space. <laughs> yeah. I, 
and I'm just like thinking about my own experiences. I don't know if I could, if I can think, I was really trying to think what's the first experience that I recall of being able to fully be vulnerable because I, if I'm being totally honest, I think there were parts of my life where I was sharing, I was sharing part truths that were vulnerable, you know, like Mm. testing where, where I could. Not testing for reactions. (laughs) Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Well, like here's a bit of how I feel to kind of gauge and also satisfy you know, the relationship, whoever you're talking to or whatever, that, you know, I'm contributing some honesty here. Mm. And uh, it took me a long time to, to really learn that, like, that's, that's not a good way to approach um, conversation and building relationships is with like uh, a, a filtered style of authenticity, like, mm. right. Like, cause then I'm, I'm placating to someone else. Like, it took me many years, my own battles, like my, my eating disorder, uh, disordered body image going through like a a really wild traumatic divorce, all of these things. It took me a lot of years of self reflection and inquiry to start to, to start to look at like, um, what it really means to be real with people Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think now, like what I, what I try to do, and I, and this is a daily practice, a daily effort for me, um, is I try to think if I can't share a full truth, I probably am not, I don't need to share it. Hmm. If I am not in the place where I can just put this, like hang this thing out, do I need to share it? Maybe I need to let myself understand how much I believe it. Is this real enough for me to share it? Sometimes sometimes just having a great friend where you can, you can do like, yeah, I think I kind of feel like this, this kind mm-hmm. of thing. I don't know, maybe a little bit. And if you can build a relationship that's trustworthy enough that you feel you can trust enough, maybe that's worth testing the waters with a little bit yeah. before you really like know. That. But I, I don't know. I, I, I'm still like thinking I, first time being vulnerable. I mean, I remember my, my ex-wife, decided that she wanted to pursue uh dating women and um she had been seeing a woman behind my back for a while that i had figured out um kind of figured out what was going on and i you know to reference some of our early parts of this conversation i really took to the masculine thing and i was like i'm fine i'm fine yeah i'm totally good right like i it's all good. I can deal with this. Um, and I remember one of my friends saying like, is there something going on? Like, I really, there's something happening, you know, with mm-hmm. your wife. And, and and it was just like, <laughs> I just let yeah. it, I just, it's right. And I, I remember that really vividly of being like, I can't bottle this. This is so bad. I have yeah. to explain what I'm feeling right now. Um, mm. I remember that very vividly. And once you get to, once you, you know, you, you, it's a, and you have that safe space to do it. And that's the thing. Or is it a case of, I don't really care how safe this space is. I need to. That you know, one. I, I think that was a combo. Out. Yeah. I think there's a, but Carl, I also felt how you said, um, 
in in that triage and let, like when you were sharing and you immediately mm. were like oh i'm the i'm the furthest fish like mm. no one else is right out here even in that cl- like it was with a very close friend of mine mm. um there i did have a sen- a similar sense of like well well it's out there now yeah, once yeah. it's out there right i can't reel that back in exactly so i've yeah i really I, when you what you said before i really i, I did connect with that because i very similar experience it was like oh i might hmm. should i, I have it sometimes to be the yeah. best thing as well you know i know we're talking about gingerly approaching things and maybe you know trying to test waters hmm. I think sometimes, yeah, you maybe you, you do just have to kind of <laughs> go <laughs> two feet in because uh, you can get to a, a, a boiling point. I know uh, I've, I've very much felt exactly that in, in withholding things and and actually like wanting to say something, wanting and wanting and wanting and mm. bearing it down, like trying to put a lid on the jar of like this emotion that's going on and just wondering who I'm going to unleash it on at some point later in their life. But it's just just stack it up on a shelf somewhere but it's it's, it's got to come out <laughs> yeah I, it, it's it's I, it's crazy it's weird because when it does because i feel like we don't realize but when we do hold on to things like that when we do and you know based on that whole i'm a dude or a guy we go you know we go it it really does shape your personality because when you do suddenly kind of you do finally decide to kind of let go of certain things that aren't really you because I think you mentioned earlier Alan you kind of become this person who you're not really you, you, it's not really you but you believe you have to be yeah mm-hmm. and and when you let that when you let that go it, it's almost a complete it, it just totally alters who well, you who who you are as a person well that, that's the theory is will people accept me who as I, I really am. am yes that's the scary scary <laughs> this is who you had before but do you accept me now this is me who is this person who are you yeah and all of a sudden it's a whole new learning it's like oh because i mean yeah to be fair because alan you've known me for a while you've known me for a yeah. very long time and this is not who most people would think <laughs> I, I would be now no. It's all. It's, um, it's very, very, very far <laughs> from 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 what people. I remember. Um, <laughs> I remember a, a, a friend of mine. I got in contact with a, with, a, with an old friend of mine, and um, and I'm like, we're talking. I hadn't spoken to him in like uh, years, and so, oh, what are you up to now? I said, oh, I'm 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 working with homeless people now, and I'm kind of like helping them, coaching them food to address that, and they just burst out laughing. Like, really <laughs> like you <laughs> you are doing like what did you do repent your sins like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it was like you know it's it, and I when I, th- I think back because I think I've, I've told this story before on a podcast about when I'd started my training um and how how affected how weird that what weird effect that had on me I won't go into mm. it too much in detail now I don't want to bore anybody, um, but, but just kind of a lot of, because I asked you guys that questions because I was thinking about all the different times where I've kind of felt like, oh my God, I don't actually have to be that person or it's actually, yeah. I don't actually have to behave that way. Like yeah. I remember one time just at night, at, you know, like age 19. Um, and again, Alan, you've known us for a while and like, 
growing up, it was just all rowdy, rowdy stuff. It was just all like, oh, go out for a beer, punch up over here, punch up over there. And it was like, <laughs> this is the stories that you told after the weekend. How was, how was your weekend? <laughs> somebody got bottled and somebody else got shot. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just such a Arr. ridiculous sort of, yeah, man, manly stuff. <laughs> then we ate drumsticks. <laughs> you know? But it was like, I remember, I remember, I remember it so, um, so clearly I was sitting in the staff room and friend, this guy, my supervisor, he's a couple of years older than me. And he was like, how was your weekend? And, you know, you go into that whole story. Oh, mate, oh, I was crazy. Oh, we went in and my mate kicked off. And, just, blah, blah, blah. and he went, oh, that's exciting. Like, just, <laughs> and I was suddenly like, whoa, like, you're not, yeah, impressed. not impressed. You're not <laughs> impressed by that. <laughs> oh, well, this is, this is different. This is weird. I don't know. I, I'm suddenly like, oh, this is foreign. I don't know how to engage. How do I engage? How do I, you know, you don't, and it's like, it kind of, they'd be like, oh, no, wait, hold on. You can still be a dude, like, and not talk about that stuff. Like, it's not, yeah. and it, it was kind of like, a moment, oh, thank God, because I really don't enjoy that. <laughs> I really don't enjoy that. I really don't. And thank you for allowing me that time. To, now we can talk about other stuff. And like, he was talking about, He's the, then it was what we're talking about UFOs. I was like, now that that's I love that. <laughs> I love talking about that. And that was in and that was just when I kind of feel like that was like one of my first um realizing I don't have to be that that thing that I'm I'm I feel like I'm supposed to be in order to fit in. Yeah. And that was my that was my first moment. And it's 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 crazy. And it's you know, I'm still I mean, we still kind of go along with that, but like each each moment going forward is growth, as we said before. It's just all you know. You're just constantly growing, and you know, and becoming that person who who you really are. Not even like who you want to be. It's just who you who you actually are. You know, allowing to kind of show your true self and not feel too scared about it. Well, and also, I mean, how how do you how would you even know who you want to be if you don't know who you are? Mm. That, that uh, and, was the topic of last week's podcast. Yeah. We let him go one day on his own. He starts nonsense, <laughs> profound stuff like that. I shall not let it happen again. I love that. <laughs> I, I really th- I think there's a, an important p- piece to like pin with this too is uh, I think as you were explaining that, Carl, you're like, you know, what would people think of me? Like, mm. uh, you know, like when you're talking about, well, here's the stuff that I, that I, we do on the weekend. Like I, I do mm. this, we hit these bars, do this mm. one. And I, I, I think you were saying it like, you know, well, just the idea of what do people think of me? Mm. And I think like what a really, a really powerful way for anyone like listening to this, to approach your life when you, whatever struggles are showing up, it's like, okay, well, that's maybe there's some importance there, right? We go back to the social contract and there's some, mm. what do people, okay. To a degree, but more importantly, what do you think of you? Mm. And, mm. and honestly, like, and, and in the way you act, not in who you are, not, a, not in a judgment, but like in like, am I proud of who I, how I show up every day? Am I, am I uh, satisfied with how I treat myself? Am I satisfied with how I treat others? Mm. Can I, can I, what I, what I look back on how I'm going to engage in this argument a year from now and be proud of myself? Um, like, and I think really looking at, pre, pre, again, like, and I'll come back to like Alan's, like, 
you know, reminder of practice and like, we need to practice getting really, really in touch and spending time, even if it's just a couple minutes a day with no external stimulation, just sit with yourself and get to know who you are. And you can do that in a lot of ways. Like you can, you know, you can go running, go for a walk, you sit for three minutes and you just, all you do is think about your breath. And like, we could talk about a million techniques to, to do things like this, but I think it's just practicing this skill of like, what do I think of me? Because if I can, if I can be like, yeah, okay, here's, here's my honest weaknesses. Right. And here's my honest strengths. Here's the things I do. I do. I think I do well. Like if you can approach the world with that honesty about how you feel about yourself, man, it just makes the interaction so much so much more better, so much more yeah. real. And we can like pre pre hitting the record button. We're talking about authenticity and, mm. you know, vulnerability and, uh, and truth. And uh, something that I just thought was interesting that just popped back into my head. Uh, Alan, you were talking about like the construction business and I yeah. instantly couldn't, I couldn't separate. I was just thinking about construction. Like just thinking about that word, like it's a constructed building. Mm. Like, um, you know, if we focus on constructing ourselves based on our own design, you know, we're a much more stable foundation. Like, um, so, I just thought that I, that was just like poking around in my brain. I was like, I just want to spit yeah, that yeah. out. So I don't. <laughs> so just, um, I'm trying to think of um, some people that I know of, and there's lots of people out there who'd be actually thinking, well, you know, I'm fine with who I am, how I portray myself, and they potentially won't even give it a second thought to actually want to look within. They maybe don't want to change themselves. Like, what would be the, I suppose the, the benefits. You know, what are the real term benefits of being authentic, genuine, and truthful to yourself as opposed to to not? Because I, mean, mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of people who know their their Monday to Friday. This is what they do, and. They, they just don't want things to change. They're like, what's, why is it going to be any better <laughs> in this self-discovery? Like, what am I going to, what do I get for it? Like, <laughs> taking me on this journey, what do I get mm. for my money? <laughs> <laughs> what are you giving me? What are you giving me? Come on, what, what, yeah. what are you giving me? <laughs> you know, I know, I know, I, I know the benefits myself because I've mm-hmm. felt and experienced it. So for me, it's a worthwhile, but so what, people. <laughs> what's your answer? So what, what do you gain from it? So personally, what I gained from it was actually, um, I suppose, a sense of relief uh, in actually being able to, um, to to feel accepted for who I actually am without fear of making sure that everything conformed to this almost external model that I was creating. So actually, like I'm not, mm. I'm not managing a model that's out there of me. And all right, so you can see that part. I'll patch that bit in there. You can see this part here. I'll patch that. So yes, everything's fine. Everything that everyone else is looking at. No, now actually, it's just me. And yes, I've got patches on me. Mm. I've got, you know, dirt, scars, bruises, whatever. And then I'm going away. I'm not doing anything about them. There's so, definite strength in it. There's definite strength in it. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It removes. It, sorry. Sorry. A, the thing is, it's hard to convey that as a, <laughs> I suppose, a, a tangible benefit. It's like for me, I kind of felt that I've gone through a journey and I've gotten there almost by default of 
life experiences and what's happened. Had certain events not happened, well, I, I potentially could have carried on <laughs> on, mm-hmm. on trajectory historically with with nothing to sort of you know alter that that line of um, line of goal. Unless you know, I'd probably bumped into Carl and said, "He'd ask me the question: like, mm-hmm. How's it going? How's it really going?" <laughs> you know? Yeah, this is what it's what it takes. It's, it's what it takes. Those questions, you know, right, just, yeah. just just little questions like that to form that you know to plant the seed and have that as we call them aha moments, breakthroughs, or, or whatever you want to want to call yeah. them. But there's there's such there's so much I find for myself. There's so much strength in kind of being comfortable and accepting, you know, yourself for who you are and being comfortable and, 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 and not worrying about, not really worried about how anybody really takes that now. But there's a difference because a lot of people, I know I, myself, like mm. I actually started to believe mm. my height of that person <laughs> I created. Like it was, I've this perfect, but so much so that it was like, <laughs> no, that's who I am. Like, I know that's, that's who I am. Mm. And it became but- ingrained and so but like that, you said, <laughs> and like you said, once you gave yourself the permission, you use that word before, I think that's such a powerful yeah. one. Once you gave yourself the permission to be like, well, am I really that model? Yeah. Like you said, the relief that comes with that, because you're no longer playing a role. Yeah. Mm. Like, it, you know, like anyone, well, number one, anyone that's listening to, to your show, like when we're talking about like, well, what, what can really be gained from it? You're already looking for it. That's why you're listening to this show. Mm. That's why you're, yeah. that's why you're here. You're ready. You have to be ready and willing. You got to be curious, but like what's to be gained. Oh man. Approaching, approaching life on your terms, like Mm. on your real term, like who you are. Oh man. You, you like, like you, you look at things, you start to look at things differently. Like, like I can play the role. I can play Mm. that model of myself if I choose to, right? Mm. Like I put on the uniform for work because Mm. I choose to, but I'm Mm. not that uniform. Mm. And like, and you can build who you are and this gets solid. And then you can approach all these other, all these things show up in your life. And, and you're not, you're not as subject to the, to the whim of, Mm. of, of outside conditions, you know, like things happen, but Man, that's the benefit. The benefit of of doing this work and going on this journey mm. is you don't have to play a part anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't have to play a role if you don't want. You yeah, you no. get to show up in your life and just be you. You get mm. to be you. And it's it's quite it's quite nice. What's what's really good about that is when you are when you first do that and you actually kind of like, you know what, actually, no, this is this is actually who I am. This is it. And it's so like, oh, okay. That's what you, you kind of go. Oh, okay, that's cool. That is that. That's like oh, right. I am accepted as as this as well. People are okay with me with with this being who I am. I'm not that. You know what is you know, that rugged, rough, whatever. Um, I am. I'm this. This is this is who I am. And it's like oh, okay, that's cool. We can we so, can hang with that too. So I mean, going back to Eric and you know talking about psychology um, and and how we grow. Um, you know, the question popped to my head as to, you know, what at what age do we do we start to tell That's the world? A really that good this question. Is who we are because, you know, as we're growing up, as we as we hit, you know, teens, you know, we are we we I suppose 
maybe transitioning or exiting through adolescence and you know we've tested our boundaries and it's very easy to say okay this is who I am like you just got to accept me now but potentially you've got maybe little experience or you know mm. is, is there a right age I suppose to kind of <laughs> or age range to get started or that is a it's a good it's a really good question right you're like damn right it's good i i, I made the question <laughs> Just it, my right there. yeah <laughs> i mean i i think i think part of it is like when you hit the age where you know that this is how i feel today and i mm. may feel differently tomorrow if you don't have that level of insight then like, because I think a lot of the mistakes I made when I was growing up and like things that led me is that I, you know, I planted my flag Mm. thinking that I would be like this forever. And like all the three of us, I'm sure can all uh, agree that like, right. There's different, we look back and we're like, dude, I can't believe I thought that. I can't Mm. believe I can't believe I acted like that. I can't, you know, because we change like Carl, you're sharing your story about going back to school, like becoming a counselor and these other people looking at you going like you really mm. and 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 but you're going to school and you made the decision and you went through with it you finished it and because you were not that person anymore mm. yeah and, and you gave yourself that space to become and so i i think the answer to the question is like you know how you how you feel and what you think is valid in the moment you think it and feel it mm. And you can share it, but just know that um, you probably will shift still because, and if you, if you don't allow yourself to shift, that's really creating a prison. Like you got to give yourself that space to grow and become and whatever. And this is how I feel today. I might feel differently tomorrow. See that I feel like this, and this is the whole reason why I said before we started this podcast that you're going to have to be on again, because that, <laughs> that, now what you just said there kind of takes it, it's, it's still in line with what we're talking about. We're talking about growing and, and growth and, you know, constantly changing because that then does affect a lot of relationships, whether it's, you know, a marital relationship or just a relationship with friends, you know, that, you aren't always going to be the same person. So you're not always going to want to do or experience or engage in the same things. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that, that, that change can cause so many, so many rifts. And that, that in itself is, has a lot to do with why people are um, resistant to it. Because if I do this, if I do leave, then I'm not going to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. you know yeah that, that's right. the, the growth mindset isn't it that mm-hmm. is like actually accepting you know i'm <laughs> i started off with a seed and you know i'm growing into a tree i'm not sure where my branches are going to grow but mm. they are growing out like you know and whoever you're with potentially you know are you going to grow with, with me, me? <laughs> or understand yeah. that i'm going to grow in, into something different i've got my core beliefs and values and this is mm. who i am because we all want to know like or like to think we know who we're you know, laying down next to or sat next to, but equally being aware that actually they could be branching off in a slightly different area and, and accepting that because that's the same could be true for you. Like yeah. say, you, you, 
before, before it was just going to the pub and now it's actually it's coaching like you know there's another branch just growing and it's you know having someone that actually accepts that and you know there's yeah. a symbiosis going on that you both can go okay yeah you're growing there that's cool mm. you should really like you should really do that and you know right i see that and rather than oh what the hell's going on with you i thought i knew you <laughs> that's different <laughs> But that's the fear. That's the fear. That's what you don't because you. That's the yeah. fear, and that's what's why why people are quite resistant. That's why people do things behind closed doors. That's why they don't really talk about yeah. you know what it is that's going on in their mind because it's the fear of wait what that's what you're in wait you're interested in that that's yeah. a bit you know imagine you know a big rugby player saying actually no I'm really into knitting you know that yeah. that's not that's not the type of thing a big man well see we say this now. In 2021, I think like these guys, these young, the, the younger, the younger um, generation have kind of got a handle on "I will be who the hell I like." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> any given time, and you will not stop me. It's you know, so there's, there's almost, I suppose, a little bit of jealousy in that. They've they've kind of got a handle on it, but you know, you've got people like um, like what's his name? The, uh, that rugby player. It was a few years now, but he came out as as gay. Um, oh. Um... I know he means. Is it Gareth? Some I can't remember what his name is, but like he's a big dude and he's a he's rugby, a nice rugby guy, player. Yeah. And then for him to kind of that was that must you know it's a difficult thing, but it's like to know that this is my career, this is my these are my friends, this is my peers. I don't Gareth feel Thomas. like you know then it's a Gareth Thomas. It's, yeah, yeah. You know, it's almost kind of well, I'm not. I just won't say anything. Let me push this to the back and and this uh, discord because I won't be able to do this anymore. And yeah. this means more to me than well, what this this thing is. If I can, that's the that's the authentic yeah. thing, though, isn't it? That's it, and it, that's, you can't stop it. I suppose. Can you? This is the thing. It's oh. just kind of. It was. It's. It's just one of those things, isn't it? It's. It's how, why. It's why a lot of people hold on to things. I'm using just that that example, but there's so many other. It's you know we go with somebody who's feeling um, massively depressed and mass you know low and suicidal. However, you know. You're 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 in a, in a in a gang, right? So you can't. You've got nobody you can go and talk to about that because if I say this to somebody, they're like, "This guy's weak," and now I can't do that anymore. Now I can't be with that with them anymore. So and I'm the gonna... question, but do you do you want to do that? Do you want? Well, be this is that? well, this is a thing, and that's because they don't because it's it's going to be tough to um, oh, yeah. know anything outside of that. A hundred percent. You know, it's, so yeah. It's, it makes up your entire identity. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but whose identity is it? And mm. like, and we start, I just think so much of it comes back to, and like, even our, our, just our whole conversation around just the idea. I mean, we started thinking about, you know, vulnerability with, with mm. men. Mm. And I think we got to a much bigger place of, of authenticity with ourselves mm. and like, I don't know. I guess you get to answer You get to ask yourself that question. What type of life do you want to live? Would you, would you like to live the idea of somebody else that you want to be, that others want you to be? Or do you want to live the life that you choose to live? Um, I, I've said that. I've said that to a, to a young person who was dealing with that, that same sort of thing. And he says, it's how, how do you just start living normally? You know, I'm so used to living this how do i how do i just turn back into living normally like you've been doing this how do i do it because this isn't how i normally live 
So mm-hmm. how do I, regardless of whether it may be what I want to do, and this is truly my authentic self, I've never done it. Mm-hmm. But how do how do I do it? Is is the question that so I've I've been asked. So how do I actually do it? All of the best like best answer you can give to that is kind of one step at a time. Yeah, and yeah. I mean I would even I, one step at a time, and I would say, you know, I would even split that step into inches. Mm-hmm. I would split that. I would split the inch into into. I mean, I'm using an American conversion. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We'll, we'll try our best not to make fun of you. <laughs> but like, I mean, I just think, you know, we're talking about testing the water. We're talking about incremental things. I mean, that's the way because like, if you don't, if you don't build tiny models and you just build a plane, you just go like, all right, let's just see what happens. Like, all right. If the plane flies, well, cool. That's no. huge. <laughs> but like if that plane doesn't fly you, that's a big risk. Mm. And so like the best way to do it is take the absolute small, almost like a laughable risk. I talk to my clients about this a lot. Like I call it the gap, um, yeah. gradual action practice. Mm. Uh, Cause I, you know, I think a lot I as like coaches, that. we talk, Right, like we talk about I'm stealing um, that. By the way, I hope you haven't yeah. trademarked it. It's trademarked. All right, ah, damn. Everybody listening, you know, it's here. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's well, I mean, it's funny because like, people will be like, you know, what? that resonates with like the James Clear book, Atomic Habits, and I'm like, damn it, you know, you beat me. But <laughs> but uh, no, like I just think we t- we t- we talk about like the gap that lies in between you know where you are and where you'd like to be, or who you are and who you'd like to be. And we talk like as coaches, we talk about the gap, right? How do we bridge the gap? How do we close the gap? Mm. And I just always think like, now the gap is the juice. Mm. The gap all happens. Like that's, that's don't close it. Don't shrink it, you know, treasure it. And how do you do that? You do that by, by like almost like, and I, I always think about like, all right, how do, how do I move forward? how do I just go back to this? Like, Oh, I just, I'm, I'm playing this thing. It's so easy for you to say you've been doing it for so long. I don't know how to change. What is the absolute smallest thing you can do today that would make you feel like you are in the direction of who you want to be of your best possible aim that you could take. And then when you think about what the smallest action you could be is shrink it down, make it so laughable, make it unimaginably small, so small that it's more likely for you to do it than to not do it. Like it's so tiny and just Mm. do that. Just do that because you need to prove to yourself that you can do it, that you can keep your word to yourself. You need, you start to understand you can trust yourself when you make those Mm. statements and like, um, that's it. I think that's the answer is you just, yeah, that that incremental growth is, um, is is something that I definitely like practice, um, in, um, some, some business coaching I do, uh, where we're literally things are broken down so much so that it's you could do it with your eyes closed and you mm-hmm. almost feel like you can't be bothered to do it because it's mm. so easy to do but you just do it anyway and but actually that the mindset of getting closer to your goal or knowing that actually you can say to yourself i am heading in the right direction mm-hmm. we all want instantaneous results we want it to to, to flip in an instance and you know be you know um you know all Arnold Schwarzenegger up you know from our first trip to the gym but mm. <laughs> it take, it, these things take consistency you know it, it's mm. the it's, it's, it's not going to the gym for 
for nine hours straight in the day that's going to get you looking good. It's it's working out every day for 20 minutes. And also, also, do you really want to be Arnold Schwarzenegger? Do you, what, what do you want? What do you get with looking like that? Right. Mm. Like what I think what people really want is to be like, I'm a person who works out. I'm a person who works hard. Yeah. 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 And like, you know how you get there every damn day. You can Mm. live that every day. That end result will come and it might look different. You may not look like Arnold. You may not have the pecs. Mm. You may not have the freaking monster arms, um, but you'll be your own best Mm. by doing right. Like really, uh, I just, I think it's so important. I think it's just so important that everyone focuses on slowing down and, and because when you do that and you take those incremental steps, I mean, I don't know, I can speak for myself and I can speak for some clients that I've, that I've had like success in our work together. Not only do you get to the, the goal you had, but you surpass it and you do it with more ease, more pleasure, um, and you and you can look back and be like, I made this happen from here to here. Mm-hmm. There was no luck, there was no weird circum. I, I put in the effort and I was consistent. And like, that is the feeling you want by looking like Arnold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You want to be like, you want the fulfillment. You don't want the body. You want the body. What the body brings you. Yeah. No, that's exactly true. And on that note, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna wrap it up because I know you've got to be somewhere. You got you got other other things going on, um, Eric. So we don't want to keep you too too long. But um, so many more questions. So many oh no, more questions. no, listen. It's without a doubt. It's without a doubt. <laughs> I don't I don't care whether you want to or not. You're coming on regardless. <laughs> uh, we're gonna do this again because uh, there are so we could I could have this conversation next time. You got to clear your whole schedule. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we'll do a we'll, <laughs> we'll do, do a full a, day. We'll do a full day, twenty four hour <laughs> podcast, right? With no topic whatsoever. We'll just talk. Yeah, you know what? I would love to do. I'd love to do, and that would be great. But um, before mm. you before you step out, can you kind of just let our listeners know where um where they can get hold of you? Yeah, of course. I mean, number one, lucky luckily for all of us, I would love to come back and have this conversation because fantastic. You, having having this conversation with you both has been like a, a treat really and uh and i hope yeah 100 percent. and i and i trust that there are people listening to this that will find some parts of this hopefully that resonate with them uh and i get to tie that in like i get if anything resonates you want to reach out to me directly um best place to find me is just hit go to my website and hit me up there it's eric bedell coaching.com um I'm fair. I'm, I'm not very active on social media. Uh, just right. Getting back in touch with myself. I, I come back to our conversation, like part of it, yeah. it, it wasn't what was best for me. And uh, I started to separate the business thing from what was best for me. And so I, I do a little bit less social, but if you, if you want to catch me best shot is Instagram. Mm. My handle is the same thing. It's Eric Bedell coaching uh, or LinkedIn actually. So Eric Bedell, uh, pretty, pretty simple to find, but please hit me up any questions you can book a free exploration call you can um but like if you just want to connect chat see what coaching looks like just have a conversation you can shoot me an email you can shoot me through the website i'm i'm like really always happy to respond to people definitely highly recommend that to everybody yeah i would (laughs) would, no it's been a it's been a wicked wicked i can't even say it's been a wicked podcast it's just been a wicked conversation man that's what it's been i forgot we recorded i honestly did (laughs) a little bit 
And I just caught sight at the time. I was like, yeah, this this, this time, we got to remember, let's be professional, let's wrap this up. That's what it's to be, you know? But um, yeah, and I, I'll just say again, like, thank, thanks for coming on. Thanks for reaching out. Um, thank you so much. You know, it's, it's, been, it's been really, really cool. And, I, you know, just stay in contact, man. Just, just constantly stay in contact. So, um, with that, with that in mind, um, I suppose that's that's it. They know where to get us out by now. If they don't know by they now, know read it in the show notes. That's where it is. That's where I put it. We're in the show notes. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. So um, thanks again, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you, Thank you guys very much. Yes. Thank you.